0: Welcome to this, the fourth podcast, Talking Terminal. This is a special podcast with my friend Ken, discussing what happens beyond the virus. Hi Ken, welcome and thanks for joining me on this beautifully sunny but somewhat isolated day.
1: It's a beautiful day, Jeremy, and that makes it all the stranger that we're talking about uh, almost apocalyptic circumstances. In-
0: Indeed. They are somewhat apocalyptic, aren't they? And
1: uh, yet. I won't, it, I won't say that twice, by the way, because I'm not sure I can say it twice.
0: Well, I, I only just managed to get the word out once, and that was just following you. So please keep <laughs> using words with more than two syllables, and I'll do them just the once. Um, and the other thing that's unusual is that we're sitting in completely different places. You in South London, me in East London. I'm not travelling anymore, which is which is frightening, I think. So,
1: yeah. But what we I'm not used to staying in one place for more than about ten minutes, really. So it's, it's immediately disrupted my lifestyle. I
0: I absolutely understand that, actually. So we're going to talk a bit about the longer-term impacts of the epidemic. And we've talked a bit about this together, but we haven't recorded it. So this is the moment to talk somewhat about what the long-term future holds. Does
1: that make sense? People are already talking about, uh, forgive me, BC, and um, in a new sense, of um, before the virus. And I think the interesting question is whether the world after the virus is the same as it was before, or if in some subtle or other ways, it's actually very different to before. Are we on the cusp of a change which we'll look back upon as being... Significant, or will we rush back to our old ways?
0: So, what do you think, you know? um, then? What, what do you think on the basis of that question? Will things go back, snap back to the old ways, or I, are they going to I be changed? I
1: think changes? there will be. I think the reason things will change is that some of the aspects of what people are experiencing and feeling now actually correspond with a wider change in the world. I, I, I found myself sitting oddly. At the side of the M25. Uh, to
0: I can't imagine you sitting watch, oddly anywhere, but I get watch, the message.
1: Watching. Well, it was pretty odd. Uh, in fact, I had my my uh, bobber hat on at the time, so it was pretty pretty odd.
0: Okay, that I confirm but, that is strange. Yes, that was strange.
1: But the uh, still stranger uh, uh, thought was that you get a different perspective on literally thousands of vehicles rushing past on a Friday afternoon. And it does make you think, well, is this a rational way of living on this earth? And I think there are wider uh, um I think the world has gone too fast and that the environment is being spoiled along the way. And so I think that the, the effect of the virus Maybe to accelerate or to act as a catalyst for things which were in the air anyway about uh, valuing simpler things. I heard have you got say, some, sort
0: of, Ken? Have you got, if your hypothesis is right, have you got some uh, tangible examples, just things that you think might revert back to simplicity or might revert back to a different way?
1: Yes. Take, take the supermarket. That they, I think, they are part of this way of life that people have got into, and they have abandoned. We've abandoned the older way of of you know, buying your groceries, fruit and vegetables. And so on Sunday, I found myself in a farm shop, and I can't remember the last time I was in a farm shop.
0: Nowhere near the M25, I trust.
1: Not that far away.
0: You, but you have made an uh, escape a, from
1: safe enough distance.
0: Good, safe good. Distance. You'd made an escape from it,
1: <laughs> indeed. Um, but it was uh, interesting. Plenty of people there, but it was a uh, reminder that there are other ways of buying food than to go to our local uh, Waitrose.
0: Well, when you were at Oxford uh, a few decades back. <laughs> Did you shop weekly, daily? I, I, I only ask because uh, you make me think that when I was at Lancaster, I shopped every day or so for fresh food. Yeah. That certainly weren't supermarkets in the way we understand them now. And there was a lovely indoor market, which yeah. was open, I think, every day except Sunday. You know, I used to go to the market and buy what I needed to cook.
1: I, I shopped every day uh, while I was at university, but. Unfortunately, I bought a Mars bar and a bag of chips.
0: Are you suggesting that, A, the shopping pattern may change, the places yes. in which we shop may change?
1: And, yes, I am. And that, that would be part of people valuing each other differently and valuing their, their local, There's a sense of place, I think, Jeremy, and Liz, that I think may be revived. And again, my point would be that the virus is doubling up with an effect. Home working, I think, has been, if if, if in mo- most of our working lives, the concept of homeworking would have been ridiculous. But with technology, it's no longer ridiculous. So I think there's this odd combination of technology enabling people to be better connected with their home environment, combining now with the sense that, uh, uh, that traveling anyway is more difficult and seems to be... Uh, Hardly worth the effort, even before the virus. So I think there's there's something there about people valuing it. Take a park. I must confess, I was in Crystal Palace Park on Saturday. Never seen it busier, and people were appreciating the park in a way which they hadn't before. I think people were uh, in the past might have felt that there was little or no. Uh, attraction in their local commuter surroundings actually discovering that they're living around the corner from this sort of beautiful oasis full of potential
0: certainly was in victoria park near where I live yeah. and 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 as a result of the number of people in the parks and by the coasts I think that's half the reason why the government has now introduced the um rules yeah. it has because probably yeah. people went rather too far. Just back to the the issues you raised shopping, sense of local and place and home working. I was amused to reflect when you mentioned home working and how difficult Uh, that would have been in our working lives, that quite often jobs do entail, some jobs do seem to entail managing complex relationships with people, and certainly the jobs we did seem to involve that. And I think we may find we've got to discover new ways of managing those relationships remotely. I do recall once going back into... Um, meet a minister when i'd come in especially to see him when i was in the middle of leave and i wasn't dressed in the standard uh, prerequisite suit and tie did have you know i was well dressed but didn't have a dark suit and tie on and he said to me he said well it's good Good to see you, he said, but I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that um, I've interrupted your holiday. And I said, that is precisely what you've done, but I've come in to see you minister nevertheless. And we managed to smile about it. But there was yeah. a sense, and I, you must have had much more of this than I, uh, there was a sense in which we were at the beck and call of ministers, and I remember we tried uh, over the years to conduct more things via video, secure links, conference calls, etc., and found that very challenging. I suspect the virus has changed all that because if I read my newspapers uh, and understand them correctly, quite a lot of the cabinet meetings are now taking place with ministers from the four nations dialing in. And, and I think if you can I'm, launch some protocols around it and, and say, look, don't interrupt as I just did with you, if you can say, look, don't speak over people, etc., you can conduct things rather effectively, I suspect.
1: Yeah. But the the I think the you'll know that I will always say that people have to get together. So I would never advocate moving to only remote working. But I think the pressure... And the appetite would be to make to make the time together mean more, matter more, be be, be better organised, more purposeful. And I was reminded in this book, which I've got, organisational it's neuroscience for organisational change. I love it. The only thing I hate about it is that organisational is spelled with a Z. And I will take that up with Hilary Scarlett, who is a brilliant author of this. Is she American, though? Uh, I'm not actually sure that she is, but I think she's she's clearly saying to. Well, it may just be that her computer has that. No. So I'll check on it. No, no, no. Um, but the it's a wonderful book. Wonderful book. So I don't. I've already forgiven her for the for the Z. But it makes one of the many brilliant points it makes is that how in an open plan office that people actually don't communicate with one another. And she explains it in terms of neuroscience by talking about how people have an instinct to guard their privacy. If you put them in an open plan office, that's what they're going to do. So they're going to be head down looking at the screen. Let's see, uh, head down looking at the screen, but um, zoning other people out in an open plan office. And isn't that interesting?
0: Well, I find it Well, I do, and it's we've we've, we, a... we've had a lot of yes. experience of that. I guess the challenge I'd just come back on is and it's a you know, that that links to your interest in this the developments in neurological science, which we must talk about. But for me, the question is A, why? And B, given that I think over time there is likely to be post-virus. An encouragement for more homeworking i think it will involve the move away from large central office buildings because it's been proven that you can run a business perhaps without yeah all of that infrastructure i'm not suggesting none of it i still think like you people need to get together but then the question is so what does neuroscience tell us about how to engage people who are working entirely apart But How do you, does neuroscience, does Hilary tell us anything about how to work in glorious isolation, but at the same time work successfully as a team member?
1: I think, think putting words into her mouth, I think she would say don't, because her book points to the fact that uh, our brains require a social element. Certain point. We, we're all our brains have hardly developed at all. But the main underlying point of that is that it's still the the mainspring of everybody's brain is a sense of flight of um, of moving away from danger. And that, um, uh, but in combination with that, there's a point about us being. Uh, social. So it isn't It isn't that we are in some neanderthal um, way. It's our brain uh, feeds off social contact. So I, I would be saying, um, let's not move to a world in which everything is done remotely. But we may be spending less time in group situations.
0: And it may be that we could have another podcast in a week or two where we explored in a bit more depth some of the lessons that the neuroscientists with an inability to spell could tell us about, if you would be willing to help with
1: that. That would be simply marvellous.
0: Well, let, let's do that. And the other topic that I would love to come back to at some point is the issues of place and travel. And maybe we could spend some time talking about that in the next Wonderful.
1: week or so. Wonderful. Now, I should try and avoid the hard shoulder of the M25 in the meantime. Very wise. In fact, it would be very strange if I was there now. <laughs> you shouldn't be, Ken. You shouldn't be. No.
0: So look, Ken, uh, I think what I wanted to just bringing things to an end, we've planned some things for the future. We'll do some work together on those. And hopefully, somebody will listen to the rambling podcast. And Mm. meantime, I've I've
1: already got I've got people who want to hear it.
0: Well, it's now available, you'll be delighted to know on Apple, TuneIn and Spotify. So send the links to people, you just got to search on Apple for talking terminal and there it is meantime ken so kind of you to have spent the afternoon talking with me and have a lovely safe the new phrase i've noticed is stay safe and we'll speak again soon
1: thank you jeremy
0: thank you ken